In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with Jay Luray about what it's like to be a later in career military spouse, what she was able to discover about herself, the resources that she was able to utilize, and so much more. You guys, this is such a fantastic episode. I am so excited for you to hear it. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences that I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am so excited today. I have Jayla on and this series is our military marriage boot camp series all about the differences that you can come across being in a military marriage and coming into a military family and everything like that. And so Jayla, if you just want to go ahead and kick us off and introduce yourself and let our listeners know who you are, that would be fantastic. Hi. <laughs> Uh, my name is Jayla Ray Ardeline. I go by Jayla Ray. I am a male spouse mentor, writer, speaker, and dachshund lover, currently living in San Antonio, Texas. And my work focuses on supporting the male spouse with former dreams to re-spark their inner purpose using empowered action and personal development tools. I'm an army spouse, and we've been together for six years, married for four And that sounds like not a lot of time, but as we all know, military time is so different. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's packed into there. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's on like fast forward almost when you're, you go through and you learn things at a much faster speed than if you were, I think in a quote unquote traditional marriage. (laughs) Absolutely. So you came into this marriage a little bit later though. So you're not a traditional, like quote unquote, you weren't a quote unquote new spouse. You were an older new spouse. Was that right? Yeah. So I like to call us um, late career male mm-hmm. spouses because we're essentially meeting our, um, our spouses later in their career and therefore later in our own lives as well. So how was that coming into that and dealing with I know there might've been some stigmas and things of that nature. So I'd love for you to talk our listeners through sort of what that was like for you to come into that environment as a later career spouse and and what that looked like for you. Well, it was a gigantic learning curve. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, (laughs) I think there's a certain amount of um, knowledge and terminology that anyone affiliated with the military needs to get up to speed with, Mm -hmm. but being a late career spouse meant I was entering military life at warp speed, essentially, like all of the, um, terminology, the lingo, the, um, the way we do things, the way the army does things. Yeah. I knew nothing. So I was about, um, how old was I? I was approaching 26 years old. So this wasn't, um, I guess your typical, you know, military relationship mm-hmm. that starts much, much younger in life. 
Um, I had just graduated with my master's degree. I was on my own career track. And so when I met my to-be husband, I was essentially thrown off an entire career track. And that's something really common that I've seen with late career male spouses as well, is there's a certain amount of life establishment that may, and, and independence, and um, then is completely thrown off kilter because now you're yeah. <laughs> combining your life with someone else's uh, so late in the game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so there was just a lot of, there was a lot of adjustment that I needed to go through. Um, I was so used to making my own decisions and mm-hmm. having a certain amount of control and then to be thrown into military life where there is no control. You yeah. <laughs> don't have a lot of decisions to make yourself. It was really hard at first. It was really, really hard. Oh, I can a hundred percent relate to that. So um, we got married and I had already started my career very similarly. And, um, you know, we weren't the young 19, 18 year old getting married. We were 24 going on 25 and he was in his career and I was in mine. And I think you get used to being able to have this ability. I don't want to say freedom because I don't want it to seem like the military is super constrictive because there are, there are points and times where it can be, but for the most part, it's, it's not overly constrictive. You just have to be cognizant of, um, your partner's career and and what the needs of their career are, but having to sit back and sort of try and figure out how to rewire my career aspirations. So they would fit a little bit more in a line with what he was doing was definitely one of those things where you kind of had to sit and pause and really think on it for a minute. Oh yeah. And (laughs) I would say that I didn't really stop that career adjustment period until Mm. about a year ago. So <laughs> yeah, it took, it took a long time to, to readjust that path for sure. So you, I know you said your career adjustments, they were, um, they were some of the bigger adjustments, but were there other big adjustments that you felt just kind of, you maybe prepared yourself for military life a little bit, and then you got into the thick of it and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, I didn't know about this side at all. Yeah. I think one of the ask, one of the I guess more unique aspects that I wasn't expecting was that um, when I met my husband, he was an infantry officer Mm -hmm. and he was going to be switching career fields. So what that meant was that he needed to go on a longer training cycle. um, And that meant that we were PCSing every 10 to 12 months. Oh my God. And what I thought in my mind was like, oh, you know, it's the army. So you get two to three year assignments every time. That's kind of what I was like, what I thought I was walking into. And what I realized pretty quickly that I was walking into was the exact opposite. It was no stability. It was no roots. It was no, there was, there was not even any kind of semblance of building a home in each of those places that we were for 10 to 12 months. And I, I didn't quite expect that. I knew that we were going to be moving frequently, but I didn't think it was going to be that frequently. (laughs) Yeah. And that's definitely hard. Cause I think a lot of times when you're in the military, like just to our listeners, if, if you're new, typically the way that it works is you move every two to three years. Typically that is a 
quote unquote normal assumption. However, like in Jailer Ray's case, you have instances where depending on the needs of the army and the needs of the training, you can be on a faster cycle, um, which means you're cycling through duty stations at a faster pace than what is a quote unquote normal assignment. So what were things that you did to try and create a sense of stability or were you just kind of thrown in the thick of it? You were just sort of learning as you go and trying to figure it out and not get attached to where you were at. Oh gosh, that was so hard. Um, I'm such, (laughs) I'm such a sentimental person and Mm. such an emotional person. So I form attachments rather quickly, uh, before I realize I've even done that with, whether it's, you know, with locations, with people, with instances. So, um, I, I went through a lot of heartbreak for those first couple of years because I was so, I was getting so attached to where I currently was. And it was really hard to imagine leaving and, and starting over again. So I think one of the things I learned after the first two years or so was that you can still enjoy where you are and love it as deeply as you do. But just to keep in the back of your mind that, you know, this isn't forever and you are going to leave. And what that essentially forces you to do is to take advantage of the time that you do have in that place and to remember that it's it's okay to feel sad about the fact that you are going to leave. But one of the ways you can um, kind of combat that sadness is to just make a list of all the things you want to do in that place and try to work through it and try Mm. to get, try to get to the bottom of the list as much as you can. Um, that definitely happened when we were in New York city. I mean, there's so much to do in New York. There's like an endless list of things to do and we never made it to the bottom of the list, but it was important to think of your weekends and your free time as, um, as important to, enriching the experience as much as possible. And that does mean that you're going to miss it more (laughs) when you Mm -hmm. leave, but what an incredible opportunity you had to be there. Oh yeah. That duty station bucket list really comes in handy for just trying to create a sense of, I think it gives you something to look forward to when you're at, which I think too, on the equal side of that is if you are at a place that you are not particularly a fan of that duty station bucket list kind of helps you find the good admits the not so good. So that is a really good, I think really good tool for, for military spouses, especially if you're um, a military spouse with children and the children are having to be moved around a lot, um, Mm -hmm. giving them something to look forward to and something to be excited for. Um, cause moving is stressful, not just on, um, the service member, but it is also stressful on the families. You're having to pick yourself up every every so often and start fresh. And, and that can be really hard. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta find those things to look forward to. I love that. Exactly. So when you were going through these, these adjustments in these periods on the more positive side, cause I know we've talked about, it is kind of stressful. It is kind of straining. What were some of the, the positive that you gained looking back at it? What were you able to kind of make, what was that silver lining you were able to pull, to pull out of that experience? I think, um, I like to think, I like to think in long term Mm. and what became apparent to me really quickly was that I was building up a certain amount of resiliency Mm. that I wouldn't 
have, I probably wouldn't have gained had I remained in a civilian lifestyle. Um, right. I think we said at the beginning too, that everything is kind of moving at warp speed mm -hmm. and so much happens in the span of a year inside of a military lifestyle that may not happen in, in regular, regularly paced life. So yeah. just to keep in mind that, um, your resiliency, just the ability to adapt to any and all situations is being strengthened all along the way. And it's sometimes it's impossible to know specifically in what way that's happening until it's over, until you can look back on it and say, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe I got through that. That was so hard. And yet here I am and I'm standing stronger today. So um, I like to keep the long-term in mind when those tough situations are, are coming about and just remind myself that these are happening for a purpose yeah. and these are going to teach me, um, teach me lessons and life lessons that I may not have had the opportunity to gain elsewhere. Yeah. I think that resilience is just such a cool and awesome gift. And I say gift, not lightly, because I know a lot of times military life can be very straining. It can be very taxing, but there are key aspects of it that you gain because it's so tough and it is so taxing and it is so stressful and the resilience and the ability to be independent and strong and be able to depend on yourself when things get hard, especially when your spouse is gone, are life lessons that genuinely I don't think I would have ever learned if I didn't join the military lifestyle when I married my husband. Like that was just one of those things that you know, you adapt. And like you said, you are on warp speed that you go through things as a couple on a, a super fast pace. You learn how to deal with separation very quickly. You learn how to deal with communication very quickly. You learn how to deal with how do you, you know, have arguments and be positive at the end of them very quickly. And, and it is just, again, warp speed. It is not your quote unquote, normal, normal speed marriage. Um, but so I'd like to cycle back to being that later in career spouse. And so I know a lot of um, military communities focus on supporting seasoned spouses who have gone through um, many different aspects of military life and many different stressful events, um, new resources for newer spouses, younger spouses are a little bit, they're not as frequent, but they're still there. So what resources were you able to find or what resources were you able to find helpful being that later in career spouse? Since you're kind of in the middle, at least age range of new spouses and seasoned spouses, but you're still a new spouse. Yeah, that was very complicated. Mm -hmm. I would say that a lot of the resources I found were not military affiliated whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a period of time uh, in the fall of 2018, we were in New York City and I realized that I had um, been, well, I had been in kind of a dark place and mm. um, I needed some inspiration and some motivation and I wasn't finding that within the military community, but I was finding it in um, some personal development mentors at the time that I had been exposed to. And 
a lot of the challenges that personal development mentors um, present to you to, you know, here are some tips and resources um, to get you through those tough times. They're not military specific, but I found that I was able to apply them still to my situation. And the bottom line was that I was in a state of complete victim mentality. And Mm. it was really hard for me to step outside of myself and to say that you're not a victim of the circumstances of your life. You are, um, you do have control of your own life and you do have control of your own uh, perspective and your mentality toward what's happening. Um, So I've, that's actually one of the reasons why I do the work that I do now, because I wasn't, I wasn't seeing that support. Like you said, Callie, I wasn't seeing that support for those late career mill spouses who were not, not super young and entering military life for the first time at the same time that their spouse was entering military life. And, you know, you're also not a seasoned spouse, even though you might be around the same age as some seasoned spouses. So there didn't really seem to be a middle ground. So I had to look outside of the military community to find, to find my support. Um, and then I've taken a lot of those tools and resources that I've used, that I've found outside of the military community um, back with me so that I can, I can support late career male spouses um, through the same, through the same journey. Yeah, no, I think. That's, that's fantastic. I, I think I, I agree with you definitely that there, um, it's kind of hard to find resources to match um, those spouses that are that in-between level and even new spouses. I know that if you aren't an army spouse and you're maybe a Navy or an Air Force spouse, you probably are listening and going, what the heck? We have, you know, we have those kind of classes. Um, the army doesn't have a lot of new spouse programs. Um, and some of the programs that they have are, are a little outdated and not necessarily um, very helpful. And so I think it's fantastic that you were able to go outside and find really good motivational, inspirational resources and then bring them back to the military community and make them palatable for military spouses who are later career spouses or, or older new spouses um, and just new spouses or seasoned spouses in general and make it so that, you know, they can, they can have that support and they can have that, that type of mentor situation. I think that's fantastic. Thanks, Callie. (laughs) So I love to ask this question to all our interviewees at the end of the interview, because personally, as a newer spouse, I think the advice that's pulled from this question is very helpful. And also, I just think it's interesting to hear everyone's responses. Um, But the question is, if you could go back in time to the moment that you became a military spouse, so that moment, you know, that you said, I do, what is one piece of advice that you would give younger you more, more naive, not as military knowledgeable you? (laughs) I love this question. Um, I would say that things are about to get hard Mm -hmm. and that you're not supposed to automatically know what to do. So relieve some of the pressure off of your shoulders to have all the answers. I mean, many things you're about to do are for the first time in your life but you will gain the experience and you will get there eventually. Just have a little bit of 
a little bit of patience, mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit more um, self trust, and it's not from a place of regret necessarily. I think it was really powerful and impactful for me to have less self-trust in the beginning so that I could learn how to gain it back and then how to support other male spouses in gaining self-trust back. Um, But sometimes I wish I had a little bit more in the beginning than I did. There's just, there's so much to know that there's, it's just impossible to know it all. At the yeah. very beginning, you know, no, hundred <laughs> percent. I I love that advice, genuinely, because I think when I became a new spouse, I just sort of assumed, rather <laughs> silly of me, but I just assumed that I would kind of know what to do and just be able to jump in and blend right. in and figure it out, and we would just roll with it. And then, um, obviously, two months later, after we got married, my spouse left for his nine month deployment. And I was kind of sitting there going, oh, no, my translator is gone. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, I did learn to to trust myself and figure things out myself. And if I hadn't, you know, if he hadn't left when he did, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to. And so it's I think it's, it's really it's really good to give yourself grace and give yourself patience and understand that you kind of are jumping into this new world that has its own language, its own rules, its own culture. And you're, you know, especially if you're coming from civilian life and you, you didn't grow up around it. And my grandfather was air force, but I didn't, you know, grow up on base. I didn't grow up around other military families. Right. Um, you are a foreigner in this crazy new world and you're having to figure it out and figure out your role in this new world and just definitely having, having that patience and trusting yourself. I think that's some awesome advice. Thanks, Callie. I think so too. (laughs) I wish if anyone's hearing that advice now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it lightly. Um, Mm -hmm. Really sit with that and, and figure out what that means for you. Because if something's not coming to mind, (laughs) it it will. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. You have a, we call them flying pancake moments where you'll be sitting there and all of a sudden something will smack you and you'll be like, oh, oh yes, I understand now this makes sense. So, <laughs> so Jayla, I would, I would love you, um, love for you to tell the people just, you know, what you got going on. If you have resonated with what Jayla Ray has been talking about and you want to learn more or you want to engage with her more, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at mill.spouse. Um, I also have a website, jaylaray.com. And one of the things I find super helpful in navigating my marriage and navigating military life is to study personality systems. Mm. Um, two of my favorites are the Enneagram and human design. So what I've done is to combine these two systems and I created a personality map and it's designed to build deeper self-awareness so you can figure out, you know, why you repeat a certain behavior or what is truly motivating you underneath the surface. Um, So you can find that at jaylaray.com forward slash personality map. Connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to see you over there. And looking forward to uh, connecting with your audience. Yes, I am 
So excited. I am a huge Enneagram person. So I will 100% be checking the personality map out after this interview because I find that stuff. I'm a two and I just find it so, which I feel like is pretty obvious, but (laughs) actually it wasn't. I love that. But I love knowing that about you. Um, I'm a four. So we are, we are kin in a lot of ways because we have lines toward each other. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that is awesome but again if you want to connect with Jayla Ray I'm going to include her links in the Instagram post the meet the guest post so go over there I'll tag her accounts in there as well if you have any questions about this military life or your military journey feel free to email call to marriage at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to like, subscribe, and rate us. It really does help the podcast reach more people. And it just really has been so cool to read some of your reviews and your messages about how this podcast is helping you. That is the whole purpose of this podcast. It's not to just gain listeners and followers, but it's to make a positive impact in the military spouse community. We are growing super strong on Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, it is just at call to marriage, DM us, email us, whatever you need. Call to marriage is here to be a support system for you. So Jayla Ray, again, thank you so much for coming on. I think this was such an awesome conversation and I am just so excited to see the conversations that come from this conversation. And I will talk to everyone again soon. Bye. Bye.